Tonight's scripture comes from John 14, verses 15 to 21. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also and you are in me and I am, you also will live. On that day you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father and I too will love them and will show myself to them. The word of the Lord. I want to remind, you, you, take a, you can take a seat. I want to remind us what we just sung. Let your word move in power. Let what's dead come to life. We are here for you. To you, our hearts are open. Nothing here is hidden. You are our one desire. You alone are holy. Only you are worthy. God, let your fire fall down. That, that, that is the desire of this time uh, uh, for us to be together in this conference in these times of chapel and these sessions that will be happening uh, tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon, that we may be open to what God has for us and to be moved by God's word. And tonight and our time together, we're gonna be hearing a powerful word spoken by Pastor Laurel Bunker. Uh, she has been a good friend. She's my sister, mi hermana. Uh, we have uh, uh, known each other in, uh, during our time. She's been uh, in campus ministry for a, a good while. And uh, certainly she's been part of uh, our community who has come over here and uh, preached in chapel, has been part of Renewal Week. And we are so excited to welcome her back to PLNU. And so could you please welcome our speaker for tonight, Pastor Laurel Bunker. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Indeed. Man, it is so good to be back here. When I'm here, it feels like home to me. And I've been on a lot of campuses and I had the privilege of um, ministering to lots and lots of students, but I believe that God is doing something extraordinary at Point Loma Nazarene. Uh, before I continue, let me just honor um, my spiritual son, Kai Morales, um, who I met two years ago, who, uh, and, and so many of you, I remember this, that renewal week, how many of us joined hearts, and I've met a lot of students, but not a lot of students become family, and those that are like family to me have come from Point Loma Nazarene, and so, to Kai for all of your work and for your vision, for your passion for Jesus, we thank you. <laughs> Dr. Mary Paul, my sister and my brother, um, Dr. Um, Dr. Esteban Trujillo, I thank you. And for all of you, uh, George, for letting me be here, I'm so grateful. Listen, for the next couple days, we have a privilege if we will link arms with what God wants to do. We have an opportunity to take what we think we know about God and we have an opportunity to go much deeper and much wider. And it's necessary because as we look at the world, 
we as the church will either rise up and lead in the midst of darkness or we will fall. There are really only two choices. Religiosity will not get us into the presence of the king. Only full surrender, full dependence, death to the flesh, and allowing the spirit to live. It is the only thing that we have left as we look at the world. Fear has to be banished. We have to be courageous now more than ever before for the sake of our churches, for the church of Jesus Christ around the world, for the young ones coming behind us, for the sake of the gospel. May we rise up, brothers and sisters, may we banish every spirit of hatred, racism, division, confusion and darkness, which is all the work of the enemy. And may we recognize that if we truly have the same blood of Jesus on the inside of us, then we are brothers and sisters and that we've gotta do the heavy work of the kingdom. When I walked in this space, this evening, I was catapulted back to two years ago when I was here for Renewal Week. And it was a night just like this. In fact, it was that night. We were here late and the candles were burning and we were worshiping and there was a mosh pit of worship and I got knocked over so I got out of the way. But it was such a night when the Holy Spirit moved. We had been worshiping and preaching and speaking together all week. And I remember vividly this image that when the service was over and I had spent some time saying goodnight to people, I walked out of the doors and I heard worship that was coming from one of the residential halls and the worship was going down the canyon and over the sea. And I remember hearing this worship at the top of their lungs, that there was this unashamed worship. It wasn't just singing a melody. It was a worship that came out of what God was saying and doing. It was coming out of people who had been laying on their faces before God. It was a cry. And right after that, we shut things down because of COVID. But before COVID shut us down, this campus, we had made a declaration. And I say we, we had made a declaration for God to use us. We asked God to renew our hearts. We painted things, we, we put small prayers in the, in the prayer chapel. We sat and we talked, we talked with RAs, we talked with RDs. What we knew was we did not wanna be the same. And our declaration then was tested for the last two years. I understand that it is just this week where we've been allowed to now remove masks and see one another face to face. I'm hoping that in the next day and a half, it will be like that, that the revelation of the Holy Spirit will be like masks removed, will be like calluses removed from our eyes, where we'll be able to see one another more clearly, see the Holy Spirit more clearly, and be moved to action, not just get a degree, not just get married, not just go off, but to say, Lord, send us wherever and let us go with your Holy Spirit's power. It is unfortunate that one of the most divisive topics in all of Christianity is the Holy Spirit. It is confusing and it is bewildering that so much of the church is divided. We allow our intellect to rule or we allow our hearts to rule, but we do not come as the scripture says and reason together. One of the most profound uh, ways of describing this divide that we've had came from a man named Dr. R.T. Kendall. Dr. R.T. Kendall has got to be close to 90 years old and he wrote a book called Holy Fire. 
R.T. Kendall was one that was raised reformed. He did not believe in the infilling of the Holy Spirit, but he had an experience with the Holy Spirit that transformed his entire life, and he has been preaching and teaching about the Holy Spirit ever since. Now, let me be clear. The Holy Spirit is not just for Pentecostals or Charismatics. It is for anyone and all who have received Jesus Christ as Lord and who desire for the fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit so that they can be people of action. We saw what happened in the life of Peter, the one who stumbled and bumbled behind Jesus, the one that denied him three times. But it says that after the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit had come, that there was something that revived Peter. All of a sudden, he went from stumbling and bumbling to confessing before people of every tribe and tongue that Jesus Christ was Lord to the glory of God the Father. I don't know about some of you, but I don't want to be a stumbling, bumbling Christian. I want to be one that stands even in the face of darkness and persecution to say Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. But how are we going to do that when we're so busy on the divisions that we won't let God multiply? We won't let him multiply the power among us. R.T. Kendall said this quote, and it rocked me, and I've been looking at it for years. He said that there's been a a silent divorce in the church, speaking generally between word and spirit. When there is a divorce, sometimes the children stay with the mother and sometimes with the father. In this divorce, you have those on the word side and those on the spirit side. What is the difference? Those on the word side stress earnestly contending for the faith once delivered to the saints. Expository preaching, sound theology, rediscovering doctrines of the Reformation, justice by faith, sovereignty of God. Until we get back to the word, the honor of God's name will not be restored. What's wrong with this emphasis? Nothing. It's exactly right, in my opinion. Those on the spirit side stress getting back to the book of Acts, signs and wonders and miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit with places being shaken at prayer meetings, getting in Peter's shadow and once you're there, you are healed. Lie to the Holy Spirit and you are struck. Until we recover the power of the Holy Spirit, the honor of God's name will not be restored. What's wrong with this emphasis? Nothing. It's exactly right in my opinion. The problem is neither will learn from the other. But if these two would come together, the simultaneous combination would mean spontaneous combustion. And if Smith Wigglesworth prophecy got it right, the world would be turned upside down. I don't know about you, but I believe that the world that we are in needs to be turned upside down. I believe that the Ukraine needs to be turned upside down. Russia needs to be turned upside down. I believe that the world as we know it, with all of our figments of our imagination, with all of the things that we bow down to, with every golden calf, with every spirit of idolatry, the word of God assures us that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I would just rather have people bow in a spirit of worship and adoration. I'd rather have people be so in love with the Holy Spirit, so empowered, that we'd stop arguing. We'd stop being so divided. And we'd start to listen to what God has saying. So, where are we gonna go in these next few hours, in these next days while we have opportunity? 
I pray that we will be able to start to dig in to some of these controversies and at least decide here at Point Loma Nazarene University that we are going to do something different. And the worship that we had over the canyon, the mist that hung over this place as I walked in, that will be the Holy Spirit's presence. That everywhere that we go, that there will be a heavy weight of the Holy Spirit that will lead us, that will guide us, that will direct us, that will make us prophets, that will call us to be bold, that will call us to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover to go where other people do not go for the sake of the gospel. I don't know about you, but I did not give my life to Christ over 25 years ago to just wait it out. Too many of you are exhausted and depleted and angry at the church because you're waiting for some fire to fall rather than recognizing that the fire is already in you. What are you waiting for? If you want the church to change, you change it, but the church will not change if you won't be the church. There is no way that the church, the bride, the spotless one that Jesus is coming back for, there is no way that we will be her without humility, without grace, without power, without worship, without presence. There is no way that we will be able to link arms and when we see things happening with brothers and sisters around the world to say, I know that persecution. We should never have to open the word of God and look at the book of Acts and say, I don't get it. You want to know what it is to follow Jesus with boldness? Go downtown and pray for someone. Pray with your knees knocking. Walk up to somebody and say, the Lord gave me this love for you or this instruction for you. Give what you have. Take that fine mind of yours and the spirit that you say that you love God with and do something that makes you incredibly uncomfortable and become uncomfortable with not doing anything but surrender. There's no other way but through and by the Holy Spirit. When I grew up, the Holy Spirit was a dove, a vapor, an idea, a drawing and a picture. I knew who God the Father was, kind of. Kind of looked like King Triton from The Little Mermaid. (laughs) Jesus always was some sad figure and some sad figure of my imagination. And then there was this dove character. I didn't know anything about it. I knew about my guilt. I knew about my sin. I knew that I should constantly be sorry for all the things that I did to God, but I did not know power. I did not know power until I got tired, sick and tired of all the religious things. I did them all. Holy days of obligation, confession, having icons on my wall, looking at the frescoes of Jesus on the ceiling, always feeling like he was past my fingertips and I had to beg him to touch me. And it wasn't until I got to the end of myself in a place of deep, utter darkness, a place where I wondered if my life would end, that I had an experience with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, not because someone made me speak in tongues. The Holy Spirit came in that space and visited me. And I have never been the same. Theologically, I am solid faithful to the the God of all creation. But none of it makes any sense if we don't have love and if we don't have power. None of it. So, here's where I'm hoping we will go. I hope that we will answer in the next 24, 48 hours several questions. Who is the Holy Spirit? Is he a person? Is he a ghost? Is he both? Is he equal to God the Father and God the Son? What does he do? 
What is his purpose? Do you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit to be born again? Do I need him to live a saved life? What can he do for me? What will he do in and through me? Let me start by giving you foundational basics for who the Holy Spirit is according to scripture. Something that I wish somebody would have told me long before I went to a place of pain and had to figure it out for myself. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity and is equally equal to God the Father and Jesus the Son. He is omnipresent, all-pervading in all places at all times. He is omnipresent, all-powerful. He is omniscient. He knows all things. As we heard in the spoken word, he was present at the beginning of time, making humankind found in Genesis 1. It says, let us make man in our image. Go read it for yourself. Our Father, Son, Holy Ghost, all present at the beginning of time. He ministered to Joseph in jail and gave him the wisdom and the ability to interpret dreams. The Spirit of God filled Bezaliel and enabling him to craft much of the tabernacle and its furnishings. He empowered judges. He directed the work of Moses and anointed the 70 leaders whom Moses had appointed to serve other people. The Spirit filled Saul and David, inspiring Saul to prophesy and David to worship. David acknowledged him as necessary to sustain an intimate walk with God in Psalm 51. He filled the room so that priests were unable to minister. He overshadowed Mary and filled her womb with the one whom we call Emmanuel. He filled believers of every tribe and tongue at Pentecost and so much more. The Holy Spirit is not a dove or a vapor or a thing, not something that people do over there. He's not just uh, something that we create so that people can laugh at each other. The Holy Spirit filled John Paul II so that even after his death, he was on the front of Charisma Magazine, one of the most, the largest charismatic magazines in the world. Who would have thought that the Pope was a man filled with the Holy Spirit? But he was, as there are others of various tribes and tongues because the reality is that the Holy Spirit shows no partiality. He is present for anyone who wants him. The Holy Spirit is best understood as he, for he is personal, and he can be known and experienced. The Holy Spirit has a mind, Romans 8, 27. He has a will, 1 Corinthians 12, 11. We can grieve him, and he grieves for us, Ephesians 4, 30. He gives us joy. Luke 10 and 1 Thessalonians 1. He teaches and instructs. He convicts and guides. He reveals truth. He strengthens and encourages. He comforts. He helps. He illuminates. He sanctifies. He testifies. He forbids and he dwells in us. He wants to be close to us. He wants to give us the kind of courage that we didn't think we could ever have. Maybe some of you feel weirded out about this very idea. But the reality is, even those of us who have the highest doctorate degrees that we can get, hunger and clamor for intimacy with God. No amount of intellect that you will ever have replaces knowing God in your spirit. No amount of all of the emotionalism that we have, may I say, should ever discount our ability to think rationally and truly about God. 
The Holy Spirit, my friends, can be lied to. The Holy Spirit can be resisted. He can be blasphemed, and he certainly can be quenched. Which is why I gave us the scripture that was read in your hearing so beautifully tonight. He said, if you love me, foundation of love, the meta-narrative of the entire gospel, if love be in your heart, if the love that Jesus Christ had for you to the point that he went to the cross, if that love stir in you, then obey his commandments, not your feelings. He said, I'll ask the Father, and he'll give you another counselor. Jesus said, beyond me, beyond my presence, I'll give you another counselor who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads in all truth. Beloved, as you read the scriptures, you should know that the spirit of truth will be there to help you know what is true and what is false. As you talk with individuals, you can start to discern in and through the Holy Spirit people who are talking out of their own ignorance and people who are speaking the spirit of truth. As you go and you minister efficiently and effectively, the Holy Spirit will help and give you revelation to minister to somebody at their point of need, not simply speak hollow words. He said the world at large cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. Listen. I believe that the world is looking for something. We go to all kind of people. We watch Long Island media. And we're looking to all kind of places and spaces because everybody wants revelation. People are reading tarot cards and people are playing games because they all want revelation. When we, the church, have the revelator who is already with us. But when we deny him, when we make him a vapor, when we make him a thing, when we mock those people who are speaking in tongues, when we laugh at those individuals over there, recognizing that the most desperate one is me, me right here, Lord, standing in the need of prayer, when we stop laughing at the other and we say, come, Lord Jesus, come, Holy Spirit, and fill me, you will be surprised how you stop stumbling like Peter and start walking like a book of Acts Christian. The reality is, is that our meta-narrative of love has got to be our foundation. Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit, the counselor, the parakletos, who would give us truth. And it said, the world isn't looking for him, and they won't recognize him. But he said, but you do. You do recognize him, or may I say, you should recognize him, because he lives in you, isn't it amazing that the God of the universe chose these fragile bodies to be the very place, the incubator, the place where his Holy Spirit lives and resides? He chose us, why? So that we could declare him to the world that does not know him. He said he lives with you now and he'll be with you later. I will never abandon you as orphans, I will come to you. God wants to come to you and he wants to come to me. And so as we continue on this journey and as the worship team comes up and as we continue in this journey, I just wanted to whet your appetite to say, lean forward and listen. Hush your minds and listen. Open your word and let it speak. Because if you do, you will be taken on a ride, on a journey to intimacy with God that will heal you, deliver you, 
make you whole and give you courage that you did not think was possible to be a witness to the world that says that God is not real. May I tell you from this once one that was lost and has been found that the Holy Spirit is not only real, not only necessary, not only powerful, but he is the one that will transform the world if we let him. Let's worship.